welcome in. Thanks for joining us once again on the Red Rock Sports Podcast, where we discuss all things Colorado sports each and every week. You can find us on Twitter, at Red Rock Sports One. Got a bit of a mixed lineup for you today. I'm your host, Jared All. Got Connor back with us this week. How are Uh you, Connor? Hey, I'm doing great, Jared. Good to be back. How was Vegas? Yeah, it was a lot of fun. It was real hot, like 116 degrees topping out one day, so... Okay, we'll get that back to good, that later. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, our producer, Nick Sopris, got a little hung up today, and uh, we have some time flicks going on, conflicts going on, so we're going to go ahead and get things rolling here. It works out well because we plan to start the show by bringing on our special guest, Tyler Walgy. Hello. <laughs> Can we do one Red Rock show, uh, just two in a row, where it's just the normal crew, you three? You know what we are? We're that team that goes through the regular season and you're just beat up. You're beat up. You're injured. <laughs> yeah. And then you get all healthy going into the playoffs yeah, and you I kill like it. it. You know, That's kind of where I'm thinking we're headed. It's, it's good. good. It's good to be here, though. Good to have Connor back. I'm missing Nick, but Nick should be here in what, like five minutes? Yeah, we're we're thinking he's we're late. just a few minutes out, yeah. and uh, we we waited as long as we could. But some of us have places to be. You know, <laughs> it happens. It, it's it, one of those things. It works. As I mentioned, Tyler, Tyler was planning to uh, to join us today. We're going to talk a little bit NHL expansion draft, uh, which happens Ooh. tomorrow night, Wednesday. Kind of a unique thing. Not something that uh, you see very often. Maybe every five to ten years, if you if you look at all sports. Uh, so we'll talk. A little bit there, but before we get there, uh, I understand Connor. Um, you have a few things to get off of your chest, and so yeah, uh, against my better show. judgment, uh, I'm going <laughs> to give you the floor here and 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 shut up and see what you have to say. All right. Well, uh, you know, I was just listening to the show last week. You know, as Jared said, I was in Vegas and I was listening to the show. It was a good show, by the way. I, th- I thought it was really uh, great show. I, it was entertaining. I, I loved listening to it. So you guys did a good job. Um, I just wanted to come in because Tyler Walgy over here. I, let me just start by saying Tyler Walgy really loves to go on these like one-sided rants when I'm not here. Like when people aren't there to actually like defend their position is when Tyler like loves to just. You he know does I mean? do a couple of solo mm-hmm. podcasts. I think maybe that's his, <laughs> that, that could be the case. Suit. I mean, I, look, Connor needed to be straightened up, and okay. you guys, Jared and, and and Nick didn't do it a couple weeks ago. Okay, someone now, had to say something. Me, now let me let me just okay. okay. Okay, so so first of all, this straw. So Tyler comes on. Tyler comes on last week, and he's talking about uh, a couple of weeks ago. We we ranked our top all star experiences, is what we called it, right? Of the main sports, so including skills challenges, games, all that for All Star Week. Uh, and we all had baseball number one, right? And Tyler comes in uh, with this straw man argument that he likes to build, Whoa. saying that hey, he says hey. Someone needs to straighten Connor out because he says baseball is the best all-star game because it's the most like a regular game. Now, the reason that is a straw man, that was a tertiary point that we were like bringing up and talking about. If you go back, at which I did, and listen to that seg- segment. The, we should be here. We should have pulled some audio. I okay. mean, how can you call the replay booth if we don't have a replay mm. to go i would love for the audience to listen back with us and go over this okay there was no video to be had there's no replay booth this hey, is like you know soccer this is like var in i could get you the uh time clip maybe we can put it out there <laughs> okay. on twitter or something like that okay right. uh so i get what you're so, saying it was, so, it was so a small the part main of the points that we that that i was making right that was kind of echoed for our our colleagues here was that the timing of the mlb all-star game and the skills portion of it the 
home run derby made it the best overall, right? The timing of it being right in the middle of the year. And then when we were talking about, we were just kind of comparing and contrasting the actual all-star games of the different ones. And it was more of a point as to why the NBA all-star game is so unwatchable, right? And and I was really, I was just throwing in those stats about the scoring because it was more of an interesting thing. It, it, and maybe I could have been better at explaining my viewpoint. It wasn't like the reason that I thought baseball was the best at, by any means at all. It's not what my intention was. Well, I'm glad uh, you said that because that so, straightens up a lot. Yes, but, but but it is, I think, a fair point when you're comparing and contrasting. It's, it's a point of but many. See, here's the thing. It, it's, it all comes down to the definition of what you're talking about. Is it the All-Star Weekend? Is it All-Star Game? Is it entertainment? Is it reflection on the sport? So there's a lot of different avenues right, to go right. for that. So I think we were all talking about the All-Star Weekend, the, the whole experience. And um, I don't know. I just I, I found it interesting well, how Tyler you, logs on to this minor point that uh, I was trying to be made. <laughs> uh, I even actually said the exact quote I had was, there's another worthless stat for hey, you. You're not Yoda. We don't it, need so. to be exact quoting you. Anyways, <laughs> okay. So, so hey, I just wanted to throw that out there. Had to, had to have a second to stand my ground. Hey. But I actually have a couple notes, too, for the rest of the show. But wait, what about... I, I have an idea. Yeah, yeah. All-Star Game for cross sports. Okay? So... Are we talking <laughs> basketball stats Basketball, here? yes. Different sports. All or right. like like ba- basketball goes but and like plays. Also, though, make it beer league sports. Like, I Ooh. would love to see, like, our, our best athletes out there, like a softball game, but basketball rules. I think I, this yeah. is a great idea. Or just everyone, uh, like, uh, for the All-Star Game uh, for, for baseball... Uh, keg, right? It's like the keg softball leagues. You put a keg on second base and uh, every beer the players drink, it's one extra run for their team. There you go. Right? So there's incentive to keep going, but then you wonder where do you it draw the line. It is a great movie, by okay, the way. So. Either way. But, Anyways, uh, yeah. well, I want to throw it out there. That was uh, not the intended point as to why baseball I is got the you. best. But, but, but uh, you've got a whole okay, other... Yeah, yeah we were promised right? two minutes I, I here. Know, we're sorry. running on about sorry, six. Right, so so. <laughs> last couple things. Last couple things here. I'll, I'll move right through these. So... Uh, the I just listened to that that draft portion you guys had. Uh, Tyler was real hot that the Rockies did not pick a one Kumar Rocker out of Kumar, Vanderbilt. Dude, Kumar Rocker is going to be the next ace so, that everyone's okay. talking about in the league. I know. He we we are going to be so devastated that we passed up on Kumar Rocker. Mark my words. I'm so upset we didn't uh, get him. Okay. Now, hey, for the record, I agree with you. The Rockies should have picked a pitcher. Uh, I actually like what the Angels did. It's funny to hear you guys' conversation. I saw you tweeted it out, Jared. Uh, the Angels picked 20 straight pitchers. But I love it. Besides the point. Uh, so it's kind of... Uh, I actually agree with, with Tyler on this, but more because actually the, the prospect of getting free agent pitchers to sign with the Rockies is like impossible. So the fact that you can actually get some free agent hitters to fill some holes, you have to grow that, that pitching staff. So generally speaking, I agree with you now. As far as holding people accountable for things they say, all right. Tyler over here predicts not one but two MLB players: a Kumar Rocker and a Sam Bachman, are going to only need several months in AAA before making the jump to MLB. Now I went back and Sam looked. Sam Bachman probably more of a question mark. Uh, oh. Kumar Rocker for sure. Okay, I went back and looked. Right. There are 53 players in the history of the MLB in 100 and what, 40 years of baseball, 53 players who have made that jump to the major leagues right where, you know, when they get drafted within their first year, like that season, right? Before the end of that season. Yes. There are 53 players and 30 of them 
were during this era when if you paid somebody $4,000 or more on their contract, they were mandatory signing with the MLB team for two years. Okay. So 30 of them don't even really count. So that's a pretty bold statement. And hey, actually, if you get that right, that's really impressive. But I just want to like point out how freaking rare that but would be. But here's the thing. The reason why I think Kumar Rocker has more of a chance of playing early than the average player, he got drafted by the Mets, a fan base that is going to be really wanting to see him quicker and quicker, especially, and the Mets have room. I mean, if you look at the back end of their bullpen right now, they can get him up quickly. And like I said, you, you combine that with the, the fans, those rabid Mets fans wanting him. I could see him coming in. He's got the stuff. He's the classic 2021 pitcher. He's going to be throwing a hundred miles an hour in, in, in like a year. He's got other, I mean, he's got great tools, tall, he's a leader. This is the kind of guy you want. So, But right. he's also a guy who's played a full college season already. And so yeah. to, to think I mean, he's going to really have those kind of innings, you know, to, to, to burn through right off the bat, I think that's why you see, guys, it, it takes a little bit of uh, well, adjusting. It, and it, and well. it takes longer for players who are out of high school than college, certainly. Sure. So I don't know. But hey, overall, I agree with you. I thought it was an excellent It depends discussion. where he starts. He, you know, if he starts double A... I think he'll make like three or four, maybe five starts before going up to triple. Then the clock's ticking. Okay. I, I don't think a couple months hey, is that Hey, we're just going to see if it's a couple months or not because that but, would be a pretty rare feat the, is it, all I'm pointing would out be, here. It would be, but past that, I think we need to wait, you know, uh, uh, two years down the line, and he's going to be one of the best pitchers in baseball. That's my that's my real all prediction. Right. Hey, fair enough. Right. Fair enough. Now, I just want to get to the last, last thing here. Um you guys played a uh, excellent trivia game. It was, it was pretty entertaining to listen to the uh, the all star version trivia. Yeah. Now I actually went back because I was like, oh wait a second, the math's not adding up. And I listened to who won that game. Tyler what? was proclaimed the victor of trivia I t- last I totally week. Totally won. Uh, when when nope, I went back, checked the tape. What? It is three points to two points. Nick Soaps actually won. No, he so did there not. That's crazy. Yep. Wait, 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 wait. True story. He won with the, you know where he won was the, um, and you guys were off one. You thought that it was, uh, that he was behind, but you were really tied. And then the very last question, you got Mark McGuire wrong and the home runs wrong. Nick said Sammy Sosa with 40 home runs, and he actually got the 40 home runs right, yes, which is I'm one point. I'm calling shenanigans. Hey, you I'm can calling, go back I'm and look. I'm calling shenanigans. So I just wanted to give credit where credit's due. Because Where's this the apparently audio? was the Tyler I'm Walker. Where's the audio I'm going to need a pencil or something <laughs> here so I can actually keep a tally. That's too I'll many numbers on. to keep in my head, <laughs> obviously, since I, oh, I epically failed go, there. Oh, hey, and uh, oh. so, you know, I just wanted to take Tyler, the Tyler show, and just knock it but off hold, one peg. But hold on. I don't, that's not the case. <laughs> I was crushing Nick last week. You, you lost. I don't, I don't think I lost. Uh, I know I, you I lost. think we're going to have to have a sudden death before I leave today, Jerry. <laughs> oh, wow. You got the okay. book over there? I, I got it somewhere. Well, it's if you do a sudden death, you will have to get two to... uh. Go ahead. We do. We do have. Some, <laughs> so. We do have some trivia coming up today, so maybe yeah. I can sneak one additional question in here, and and we'll see. Maybe we got sore maybe, loser. You know what? Here. Maybe we'll keep. <laughs> maybe we'll keep Tyler around, and all three of you guys can do trivia. Oh god, maybe that's what we'll do. And then, uh, hey, last we'll last but not least, the over under on my cash withdrawals. It was uh, under four. So there you oh, go. I actually. Uh, I went. Went. Uh, zero was the number. I actually went with. $300 like for gambling in my pocket. I uh, lost about half that, but then almost won it all back on the last day. Only gambled twice for like an hour each. Uh, so there you go. What did you do? Uh, well, I was with my uh, nine-year-old. So, uh, you know, we went to we went to Blue Man they, Group. We went f- to a thing called Meow Wolf. It's pretty cool. We went to some Meow other... Meow Wolf? Yeah, we went to a different side of Vegas. Now that than sounds is, like uh, a typical. Do they frown on wolf. having nine-year-olds at the craps table? Oh, well, I went <laughs> after... Uh, you know, her mother and and my daughter were sleeping, and then I, you know, 
snuck so valiantly ah. out to uh, play a little craps. Okay. Uh, well, it wasn't really a sneak. They knew I was doing it. They said, good luck, out the door. And I was like, all right, thanks. Am, I the, am I the only one that wants to hear more about Meow Wolf? <laughs> or are you, you seem to just glide right past that, Jared. I got to stop on that. What, 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 what is this meow, meow Wolf? It's actually really cool. They're actually building one in Denver. So, uh, hey, maybe uh What do you mean building one? Spawn- Tell everyone yeah, what, what Meow Wolf no. is. Yeah, it is a... Uh, the best way to describe it would be a a very trippy art experience. It is like an immersive art exhibit where it's like you fell down Alice in Wonderland and like you open a fridge and it's a little pathway sounds to like, somewhere else. Sounds like my college days. <laughs> it, it, it is uh, pretty wild. I mean, they use a bunch of projections, a bunch, of, and there's kind of a storyline to it. Like if you want, we didn't do it, but if you wanted to go with a card they give you to all these different computers throughout the whole exhibit, you can kind of figure out like why everything's trippy or like there's like the source that the scientists are studying and something happened. I, I don't really know about the storyline, but uh, it was pretty crazy. So, I actually would Where does the recommend. name Meow Wolf? See, I can't decide. Fit in, right? uh, they're from Santa Fe. I don't know exactly oh. where it's from. <laughs> oh. But they're uh, they're from get the, that at all. they were out of the art scene in Santa Fe. So they're building one in Denver. So maybe we'll have to go check it out, and then we'll uh, tell our review or our users. Can't decide listeners. whether Meow Jeez. Wolf is a creative name or lazy. I was <laughs> thinking it was going to relate to like Beowulf, you know, Meow oh. Wolf. Uh-huh. I thought there was like a play on that. But mm. it See, never like really tied back in there. That's yeah. how I was kind of. Well, there you wanting. go. Well, good. I'm glad you had a good time there, Connor. And, and then we went to and, San Diego too. So. I'm glad you made it back. You know, you yeah. never know when, when people go to Vegas. You just never know if they're going to show up. Never know. You never know. What happens good. by the in way? Vegas? Can I? Can, well, yeah, it stays in Vegas. Hopefully, <laughs> can I bring yeah. something up? Didn't Nick say he'd be here at six? Uh, I seem to remember like a five fifty-five at one. Point. Well, we were going to start at five fifty-five, and he said twenty minutes. It's six ten. So let everyone out there know, Nick is now <laughs> 10 minutes late later than the uh, second. That's Dave good. He Eagles. didn't want to listen to my uh, opening rant anyway. <laughs> yeah, it was so. intentional. He knew what he was doing. I have a sneaky suspicion he intentionally didn't show up so that he didn't have to listen you to know, me talk. I think he did this on purpose. Mm. Nick prefers the grand entrance. You know, he likes the spotlight. He likes the grand entrance. I think oh, that yeah. he's doing this on purpose. You know, yep. kind of like a casually late. But like... But like he he would never like say he does you know what I no, mean exactly He's, he very much downplays it oh yeah but yeah in, in, inside, inside deep down there's a little Nick that's like giving a triumphant <laughs> triumphant pump of his fist you know he loves to be casually <laughs> we figured it out well shall we move on to some sports yeah, let's let's do it. It. is, is, is it time it. to do Denver that sports um, as we mentioned the NHL expansion draft kicks off uh, tomorrow Wednesday night the twenty first. And the Seattle Kraken, or are we going Kraken? Is it Kraken? Kraken. What is the proper the, pronunciation? Oh, the Kraken. Like, release the, the Kraken. Kraken. Release the Kraken. I think he says Kraken. It's like an underwater movie, creature, right? It's like, yeah. no, no, it's Kraken. No, he says Kraken. Kraken. <laughs> all right, all right. Don't, maybe don't. your TV's uh, audio is It might just up. be my ears. I, I don't know. You never, you never know. There's a reason. Okay. It's a mythical sea creature. When you hear Tony Romo say he got sacked, does it, say like, does it sound like he got saked? A little bit. A little okay. Bit, a little okay. Bit, yeah. <laughs> so, obviously, every Crakers. team... Uh, <laughs> cheese and crackers. All right. Sorry. Uh, I feel like I instigate this when yeah, I come do. on the show. I know. I know. You're I know. terrible. You're terrible. <laughs> sorry, guys. He's like Chef Tyler stirring the yeah, pot. Yeah, I now have to turn stirring back to him as our NHL expert. Tyler, can you oh, give I'm us so excited. casual fans here a little bit of a rundown of how this expansion draft works? Yeah. And, and most specifically, how it impacts the right. avalanche. So, I mean, I've been ready for this for a while. Whenever any league has an expansion draft, I think it's one of the most exciting things a sport can do. And it doesn't matter whether it's football, baseball, basketball, 
football, soccer, hockey. I mean, it's always fun. Now, we haven't had one in a while and you know, the NFL, sports like that. But uh, NHL, another one, just a couple years separated from the Vegas Golden Knights. Now, the rules for this draft are no different. I'll give them to you quickly here in a sec. But the rule that kind of pisses me off a little bit is the Vegas Golden Knights don't have to give up any players. And this is not because of some NHL rule or the standard or because they're a new team. This is because their owner worked into their contract. Oh, by the way, Gary Bettman, when we become a team, we're exempt from the first or from the next expansion draft. Now, they don't get a piece of the money, right? The collective money other teams share, but they don't mm. have to give up, up any players. So, And that roster's stacked. I mean, they're, as, they're loaded. As the Avalanche saw this exactly. year. Good thing they're in the Pacific, so the Avs don't have to play them in division next year. But the other rules, uh, all teams uh, uh, must expose one defenseman who's under contract next year and additionally uh, uh, played at least 40 games last season or 70 games over the course of the last two years. So it can't be some guy who's been hurt or who's been on the bench. He has to ha- have had played for your team. Uh, Rule number two, all NHL teams must expose two forwards who meet the same conditions under contract and played last couple years. And third, all NHL teams must expose one goalie who's under contract next year or will become a a restricted free agent. Hmm. So uh, those are the rules. Now, am I the only one that... uh isn't a huge fan of the word expose when we're talking about these. Like, we have to expose a defense. <laughs> I, I think like, we could, like, in all this uh, politically sorry. correctness right. movement we have going on, it's I think risque. we could uh, change that word. I agree. Okay, anyways, that's interesting. But, yeah, that's, so, uh, so, interesting. so there's not just rules, you know, because we all know the rules, or at least we've heard, uh, maybe, if not, I'll give some quick ones, about the keepers, right, or people that you can protect. And you have right. to protect... Uh, again, you know, players who are under contract, players who you, you have signed. There's certain rules. And those are a lot looser. You can protect a lot of different players, but there's also rules against players who you uh, leave out there to, to be taken. So uh, the Seattle Kraken can select one player from every team. So okay? I think it's right, too, isn't it? Uh, you, get, you have the option of either protecting, what, eight skaters and a goaltender? Or what did you just say it was? Eight skaters? Yeah, I actually didn't go over that, but it's uh, seven forwards, three defenders, and one goalie. Or or eight total skaters and one goalie. The latter is very rare. The only only time you see anyone keep eight skaters and a goalie is when they have four defenders or five defenders that they really don't want to give up, but that's really rare. Most teams use the... I mean, it's just math. You get to keep 10 skaters. So uh, why don't you tell us who the Avs are keeping and then perhaps maybe some uh, notable leaves out. Unless, Jared, did you have something to add to that? No, no, no. That's so, actually yeah, where I was going to go. Maybe give so, us that uh, Avs list so we the, can. It, it was interesting in some areas, but I think overall, Joe Sack did a really good job of uh, getting the right guys on here. Well, let's talk about the big one that's off the list Gabe Landeskog. Gabe Landeskog. Yeah. So the reason Gabe Landeskog is not protected is because he's an unrestricted, uh, unrestricted free agent, or he's just floating around out there. He can sign with anyone. Um, Gabe thinks he's worth. A lot of money. And look, a lot of Avs fans think he is as well, and he's done a lot of good things for the Avs. However, Colorado's front office is saying, we don't think you're necessarily worth that. Go negotiate with Seattle. Come back. Let us know what they say. And all indications are talks are not going that well between the two. So the Avs, I think, did a good, smart move here, made a good, smart move, Joe Sackick in particular, because... Seattle is taking a real risk if they select Landis Right. Because guess what? If the 28th rolls around, which is what, a week away, 
and Landeskog still is not signed, he goes right back into free agency and they could lose him. Right. So my understanding of it is if they were to select Gabe Landeskog with their pick, then they have that one window until the 28th, like you said, to exclusively uh, negotiate. negotiate with him. Yeah. Kind of like how the Avs have right now. The Avs right now, they then they put a qualifying offer or something up there so that they can right. exclusively... If, if Gabriel Landeskog is under contract right now, if they had negotiated a deal, no way he's off this list. Uh, I mean, and obviously he's, exactly. he's obviously... And here's the risk. It's a little bit of calling a bluff on yep. Joe Sackick's yep. part. Right. Now, here's the risk in my mind, I guess. If you're the Kraken, right, you're going to pick Gabe Landeskog. Uh, in order for you to sign him, Gabe Land- Landeskog will have had to forego his right to talk to all the other teams in the NHL other than he's already talked with Colorado and then Seattle. So it is kind of a big risk, although I did see a mock draft today. I forget who it was by, but they actually had him going to Seattle. Whoever did that Uh, mock draft was uh, extremely... I'll keep it PG here. They were not thinking clearly. Okay. <laughs> yeah. now, now who else? Who else did the Avs that were notable that were left? Well, up there? every look, everyone's notable on this list. Uh, but the, you know, the bigger names, I guess, Nathan McKinnon, Mika Rantanen. Oh, these are no, guys no, that sorry. made the list. Yeah, I was, yeah. I was thinking yes. like the notable ones that were left. Yeah, off and, 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 the list, and let's. I don't yeah. think we need okay. to go name by name on who made the list because, like you said, there's not a ton of surprises. Are there any surprises of guys that made the list? I mean, that, Logan and, O'Connor. And again, just for everyone out there, when we say made the list, these are the guys being protected. The list we're talking about is the. Guy Guys being protected. Yeah, it's it's only 11 list. names. I can just, it's Nathan McKinnon, Miko Rantanen, uh, Andre Burkovsky, Nazem Kadri, Tyson Yost, uh, Logan O'Connor, uh, Valeri Nachuskin, Kale McCarr, Devon Taves, Sam Gerard, and uh, Phil Grubauer is the goalie they kept. So a lot of people thought Which Grubauer that, also is an unrestricted free agent. Exactly. But they wouldn't have kept him if there hadn't been discussions that he's going to sign with the Avs. And I think that's a great signing for the Avs. So that leaves. JT Comfer, mm-hmm. Jonas Donskoy, Jacob McDonald, Eric Johnson, Brandon Saad, and as we said, Landeskog uh, available for Seattle. Donskoy intrigues me. Now, Donskoy is a guy that I know you were very high on, Tyler, uh, throughout the year. You were, you were even came on this show and we're, we're talking about how he was one of the key X factors for how the Avalanche had been playing this year. Yeah, he was one of their leading scorers. I mean, can you pull right. up Avs' leading scorers this year? I mean, he he did a lot of dirty work, and that's the thing is there's some guys in the NHL who put in minutes, they can work on the fourth line, or they can work on the first line. They're just so versatile. Donskoy can play on the left, the right. He's one of those guys that is so good for any championship team or team going for the title that it would be devastating, I think, to lose him. But look, you can't protect everybody. And I think the Avs did a good job protecting who they could. But Jonas Donskoy, is gonna, it's going to hurt if they do lose him. And I think there's a really good chance Donskoy does end up leaving. Jared, did you find that or not? If not, it's okay. No, we're losing it. Okay, that's fine. Uh, so it could be Jonas Donskoy. Like I said, he's versatile. And for a team that's kind of putting things together and maybe has some question marks about how they're going to build their roster. A guy like that who can play left wing or right wing in any line is really appealing. Um, on top of that, the Avs, they want to keep Don Squay because what he can do on the ice. But honestly, Joe Sackett clearly made these decisions based on the salary cap. And everyone that's out there, at least most of the players who are out there, are three million, three and a half million, four million to the cap. So it's like, look, if Don Scoy gets taken, if JT Comfort gets taken, yeah, it would suck for the Avs for sure. But it would do a lot for the salary cap for a lot of these young defenders coming up through the Avs system right now. So <laughs> Kale jo- McCarr, <clears throat> exactly. <laughs> but well, well, Kale McCarr. I mean, uh, have to uh, get a nice raise in the ten million dollar range. Kale McCarr, expect. Connor Timmins, uh, Bowen Byram, Jacob. Uh, well, Jake McDonald's out there, but still, like the, the Avs have. 
Uh, they're they're right. spoiled on defense. Well, absolutely and, spoiled. And, and you're also keeping in mind a good portion of these guys that are not on this list will end up being you know potentially coming back to the Avalanche. As exactly. You only one player, only one guy taken. is going. Yeah. So and the Avs got lucky too because first and second year players are automatically protected. So all right. those other young guys, it's automatic. Like the so Connor Timmons of the world. Uh, my my main takeaway from this, we're gonna lose someone who has contributed, and that's gonna you know that's not gonna be good for anyone, but. Uh, or at least in Denver. But my, my main takeaway is Joe Sackick is by far the best GM in Colorado. He does everything right. If this were a video game, and you know how, how sometimes like GMs, if you play the the long dynasty version, they have their ratings. I don't know what Joe Sackick's weak spot is. He drafts, he trades, he gets free agents. He obviously constructs expansion drafts well. I mean, he doesn't seem to have a blind spot. So everyone in Denver, rest easy. As long as they're running things like they are now, the Avs are always going to be one of the best teams in the Central Division. And just to think, what, six, maybe eight years ago when he first started out, his first few years were a little rocky, and he mm-hmm. was criticized heavily for how he handled the Matthew you know Shane situation until it paid off. And I think ever since that move, he has really not, like you said, not shown a weak spot. And that's a great point because he had a long-term vision that all the fans couldn't see, but it's like, okay, now we trust in Joe Sackick. And you know what? Compare that with what's going on with the Broncos and John Elway. I, I actually want to dive years, into that a little bit. I was thinking the same thing. Yeah, because Joe Sackick starts slow. Now he's and killing it. John Elway starts fast. Faded off. Look at the approach of these two guys as a GM. John Elway came in and he built this roster with Peyton Manning and free agents. And then when the offensive approach failed, what did he do? He went to the drawing board. He scrapped it. He he went for a different approach. He went and got a bunch of defensive guys. Oh, when you can't sign all these guys, what do you do? He kept changing up his approach. Joe Sackick had a vision. He saw it from day one, and he continued to see it through. I don't think John Elway ever had a vision. I think he just saw what had happened, and he reacted year after year. But that's one of the things in the NFL, why it's so interesting. And look, that's just the difference in the two sports. The NHL, you can set yourself up for a long time. The NFL is not a sport where you can set yourself up and win long term. Think about the best teams. We don't know how they're going to be in three, four years. So the Broncos, I think, kind of fooled everyone because Elway did it with free agency. Akeem Talib, Demarcus Ware, Peyton Manning. I mean, he he was rolling, you know, over to 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 talk about craps. I mean, he was hitting points. I mean, two and Super Bowls it. in in what three years, four exactly. years, whatever that was. And, and the free agency was hot. People wanted to come to Denver, play with Peyton Manning. So a lot of John Elway's kind of legacy of GM, those first couple of years was all free agency. There wasn't much else going on. And as we found out. He didn't handle well. Look, there were other people. Let's not just criticize Elway here, but th- but it was also the contracts because those contracts started to pile up and he got to get rid of some players, and that does happen, and let's give it to him. They won a Super Bowl, got to two in that window, but I want to bring since? in I want to bring in Tim Connolly into this um, conversation. Where does he fit? Obviously, the, the Rockies are a dumpster fire. Whoever's been GM there, you're, you're bottom of the list, right? <laughs> and and then I, I, I think we would all agree Elway after that. We're not going to uh, grade George Payton yet, but Elway after that is where does Tim Connolly fit with Joe Sackett? And I'll turn to you, Connor, because I know you're a big fan of the Nuggets and the way they've built this roster. Yeah, I go back and forth on this <laughs> because, it, uh, to be quite honest, there, there is part of me that says... John Elway won a Super Bowl, therefore he is the top of of all of those players who did or all the teams sure, who did not a bad criteria. That, I mean, that is that is on one side, right? There's one part of me that's like he did it, 
Therefore, how can you put him any lower than any of those guys you just mentioned? But the other part of me that that wants to just kind of grade out as a as a whole, right? Uh, like seeing the forest for the trees, right? Um, I think that you can make a really, really good case that the entirety of the job, especially if they win a, a championship, right? I think it kind of depends on if they win a championship. But if Joe Sackick or Tim Connolly wins a championship, I think you can make a really good argument for either of them. Uh, I mean, Tim Connolly is the first to admit it, right? In his interviews, he's the first to admit that he was he got Jokic through their you know their process and their grading and stuff just as much as it was pure luck sure. I mean he he has actually been the first one to say uh, if I knew I had an MVP what am I doing drafting him 42nd overall but you don't know you I mean? also think it's harder just to win in the NBA than it is compared to the NHL I mean look at the the history of winners and champs in the NBA there's what eight teams championship winners who've ever right? won it yeah championship winners yeah. so the NBA, it always comes down to the Lakers. I mean, this year's different because of all the injuries, but typically, this is the anomaly this year. Typically, it's the best teams playing each other. So I think it's a lot harder to win in the NBA. That can't be the same criteria, championship or bust. I think Tim Connolly's done a great job. And think about this. He followed, in my opinion, the best GM in basketball in Masai Ujiri. Masai Ujiri, is, yeah. he's yeah. the best. He's unbelievable. And that's he's where you best. could almost argue that maybe Tim Connolly inherited this, whereas Joe Sackett built it. Yeah, exactly. So we have to evaluate each team differently, each GM differently, but I think Tim Conley's done a great job. He, It would have been... You can let a basketball team go quickly. You lose a couple big players. You don't, you don't get anyone back in free agency. You don't hit a draft pick. I'm really happy with what Conley's done. Yeah, and Conley will have another decision to make here coming up because Will Barton has officially turned down, not picked up, uh, he wants his player paid. option. Yeah. yeah. Um, Connor, I just want to get your initial take on on the situation and and how do you think this uh, plays out there? Ah, uh, just uh, seems eerily similar to the Jeremy Grant situation last yeah, year. That's a uh, good example. It uh, it 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 wasn't all that surprising, really. I mean, kind of like how Jeremy Grant wasn't all that surprising, you know. Um, but if you will believe the two sides, they both are saying right now that there is strong interest in Will Barton's camp and strong interest from the Nuggets in bringing him back. And I mean, do of you, course. Do but, you believe them? Uh, I do. No, I do. I do. I, I at least believe it from the, the Nuggets standpoint, because obviously with the injury right. to Jamal Murray, with trading away RJ Hampton and Gary Harris, they are left surprisingly thin right now at the guard position. And so, uh, yeah, I do believe that there is strong interest in bringing back Will Barton. Now, I am curious as to what that kind of deal would look like, right? Because I think what, what was the player option for? Like, 10 mil, 14 mil, something like that? It was a lot less than he wanted. That's, that's right. for sure. So I mean, I wonder if I wonder if Will Barton wants more than a one-year type of commitment. I mean, I mean, I wonder if that's where it'll just be interesting to see, like where where he's uh, at. Fourteen point six million. Okay, so uh, I <laughs> I find it somewhat hard to believe that the Nuggets are going to offer a one-year deal that's worth significantly more than that. But don't you also feel like Will Barton wants to be the guy on a mid-level team? I mean, I've never. Yeah. Heard Will Barton come out and say, and look, I don't want to speak for him. This is pure speculation, but I've never heard him come out and say, the most important thing to me is winning a championship. I will take less money to be on a team that wins a championship. Will Barton, again, seems to me like the player who wants to be the guy. Get the shots. Well, if you'll believe Coach Michael Malone, Michael Malone, not Mike Malone, as we as we now know. I want to be <laughs> like Mike. Uh, if you'll believe Michael Malone, he has actually 
really stood up for Will Barton because Will Barton has said a couple of those headline grabbing things like, I want to be a starter. I'm a starter in this league. I know that's what I am, right? Uh, and so the media was a little harsh on him for that. If you will believe Michael Malone, he says that Will Barton's the first to come up to him completely unprovoked and say, hey, coach, whatever you need from me, I'm your man. Like, whatever you need from me, I just want to win. We got this. And and so, hey, I mean, obviously, there's probably a little bit of Michael Malone just got his players back, right? I mean, that's the kind of coach he is. Uh, but I think there's also a little bit more to Will Barton behind the scenes. I think he's really confident, b- bridging the gap of arrogance, maybe a little bit. Uh, he was a, I mean, he's been a star in, right. at points in his career right. going back to college and prior to that. And I mean, even in the NBA, he's had his moments. Uh, it's just, it's the Nuggets are in such a tough spot because you have to think for the future. If you can get Will Barton on a one or even two-year deal that maybe you can front load a contract this year to where that number looks a lot better next year when you need to make some moves. I don't know how much of that can happen in the NBA. I know the NFL, it's a joke. You can just manipulate it back and forth. Um, But I I think if you can find a way to get him short-term, you have to do it. I, I, I think that's so important for the Nuggets right now. And I know that's crazy coming from me, but you need, <laughs> you do need the that Barton kind hater. of presence because of not having Jamal Murray this year. I mean, you were in this window that I think you have to do whatever you can to try to win a championship next year because you're not going to get too many years with a better roster than what you're going to have next year. Guess who's making Without a grand further ado, <laughs> drum roll, please. <laughs> there he is, weighing in at no. Uh, let's go six, six, six foot, six six, six six, weighing in twenty, <laughs> sopping wet. What's going on, Nick? How are you? What's up, everybody? It's good to see you. Yeah, there he is. Sorry, every every place was closed by an incredible car crash. University was hey, completely closed. It's all good. You're here. You're you part know, of the show. Better than um, I'm ever. just. I'm exactly. gonna put this out here. I know it's 6:30. It's it's. We, we've been on this uh, spot since about 5:30 6:30. I want everyone out there to hit us up on Twitter if Nick is <laughs> lying to us about this traffic. I want to know. Nine news. We are Second at news. Red Rock Sports One. If he were on the road at this time, tell us. Tell the audience where you're coming from. I-25 South. I-25 South past Santa Fe. University completely closed. So what did I do? Nick's got that look in his eye like when I was describing to a teacher why I missed a presentation. He's planned this. (laughs) He's he's been planning this. Hit us up on Twitter. (laughs) (laughs) Confirm my story. That's what's happening, everybody. It's all good. Sorry. So you actually, you jumped in at a great time. We're we're, we're talking Will Barton, the option not being picked up here. And I think Connor was in the middle of something. Oh, God. You know, I was distracted by Nick's glorious presence. Is he still on his monologue? So we on Monologue took a long time. Yeah, we... Interrupted. He though. said two minutes. It was an interrupted minutes. But it was yeah. an interrupted moment. I think Tyler. Minutes. I think Tyler might have gotten six minutes worth of talking <laughs> in that ten minutes though. So I mean, it did kind of work itself. Out. So what say you, Nick? Hey, about am, am I done here? Are you guys uh, done with me? You tell me, bro. Do you want to hang? Or? Are, we, are we done with the abs or what? We Stay, yeah. hang out for a bit. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're done with abs unless you want to get in on trivia to, uh, you know, challenge any. Uh, apparently, I Let can't me get, count. Uh, Take your coat this? off. Stay a while. Nick's here. Let me get some water. I'll be back in five minutes. You got Sounds it. All right, boom. You got it. Hey, I will say that, Nick. That was a uh, part of my uh, my review of the show last week. Was that I did the math as you guys were doing your game. You actually won trivia last week, and, uh, really? and Tyler, in, in very typical Tyler fashion, takes credit for the victory when it wasn't him. So isn't that what winners do? Take I, credit for everyone else. Yeah. That's what I, <laughs> yeah. I, I have a pen and paper now, so right. we won't make that mistake. Okay. Okay. We do have some trivia coming up here. It's Olympics related. All right, well, great. You know, Olympics coming up this week. I thought it'd be Maybe. a little bit of fun. I, I have to. 
I always have to kind of get myself into the mood for that. So sure. we'll discuss that a little bit. So later. Will Barton, it's, Nick. All right, this is my take on Will Barton. Best possible six man in the league. I don't love him as a starter. Let's go ahead. Decline the option. We know he wants to resign. He's got his window. Take it. His contract was pretty friendly last time. I think it was four years, $44 million. Uh, I don't know what the market is right now with like the... So Jeremy Grant just got $20 million a year. Three years, $60 million. Yes. Do you think he gets more than that on the open market? Mm, great question. Um, tough to say. You have to see what the salary cap is. You know, the issue is too is Aaron Gordon's coming up. Uh, I think that they've got to pay Michael Porter Jr. Uh, Aaron Gordon, we don't really know what's going to happen with that. I believe with the salary cap, they can keep both of them. So Will Barton is probably going to have to go team friendly in order to... Well, and it was and it was Will Barton who declined his option. So uh, he was getting what, what, what did you look fourteen fourteen point six million yeah, yeah. for one year, I, and he I, declined it. So yeah. I don't know that you can go twenty. I sit here and say you have to try to resign him, but man, you go twenty, twenty two, twenty five. I mean, you're starting to get to these ridiculous numbers. I mean, he's imp- he's really important. Uh, the one thing I just look at is is how many games and big important playoff games and stuff he has missed yes. from injury in the last yes. couple of years. Wow, good and, point, Connor. And I, I don't know if you. Oh, thank you, Nick. I don't know if you've ever said that to me. It's really <laughs> nice to hear. Uh, you know, I just look at those games he's missed, and I wonder: can you really pay twenty million to a guy who has missed the majority of your playoff games the last few years? It does feel like every year for the past three or four years we're just waiting for will barton to get healthy off an ankle injury he had that freak injury game one i think it was like two or three years ago on opening night where he hurt his hip and was out for 40 games right. nugs go on a run uh i don't know you gotta you gotta see but 20 million is a lot for a, a glorified I, six I, I just think you have to look at the window that you're in for the nuggets that you have a one to two year window probably with this roster and then things get more difficult and get complicated if you can get him on that short window you go for it. i don't think you're going to though i think he wants a longer deal how old is he now do we know that off the top of your i want to say head? he's 30 off the top of my head i want to say Find i think out, that's a good out. guess i think he's 30 31 uh glue guy longest tenured nugget i think it's seven eight years in i think it's right yeah, he's, he's 30 years he'll turn 31 this season yeah. okay there you go so good player uh it's tough i mean, I mean he's it, got five years left i have to think he's getting he's going to shoot for a deal as long as he can this is his last chance to get any sort of deal does he, he tries to resign at 34 he's not getting anything does he take the nuggets over the top it's really hard to say uh surprisingly i'm not the biggest composo fan but uh composo played well um I, you know it's tough it's tough so you look Go ahead, Connor. No, I was just saying that, you know, something Jared and I were both alluding to. It's just kind of uh, the trick is going to be keeping the Nuggets in a in a good position until Jamal Murray can come back. Uh, and obviously with trading Gary Harris and uh, RJ Hampton and, um, and you know, uh, Murray getting hurt, uh, you're really thin at the guard position. So, I mean, if it's not going to be Will Barton, you're definitely going to need to find somebody else to fill in because I, hey, I like Faku Composo. I am a Composo fan. We know. Um, I know, but but I am not... Uh, I, I do not like Faku as, as a starter. I, I don't think that's a good idea for them to have him start. I think we all agree on that. So. It's tough. But, you know, Will Barton, he, he took what he said. He I think he took that contract based on the fact of being a starter. The team's kind of formed where he's not a starter anymore. Uh, do you pay a six-man essentially $20 million a year to average 15 points? Even though, even though you stuff? would, I mean, you would project Will Barton to start for most of the year next year, wouldn't yeah, you? Yeah, he would. He would be mm, your... You would, you would think, yeah. starting I mean, yeah, two yeah. for... Um, 
I mean, until, until Murray's until back, Murray and back. even possibly through the regular season, if you're trying to keep Murray, you know, healthy. The, the biggest thing is availability. We all know that. Uh, whenever you need Will Barton, he doesn't seem to be there. But well, and I'd like to uh, see a list. I mean, I'm sure Tim Connolly and his his great staff already is looking at all sorts of options, right? But yeah, I'd be curious as to see kind of a list of what are some some names that might be available at the guard position. And so. Connor, I think that's a great idea. I think in the coming weeks, that's something we'll discuss. When when do uh, when do we typically see? And this is something you follow more closely than I do. When you typically start to see NBA free agency pick up? Shoot, I don't really know. I think you end up usually seeing it. Well, it's tough with COVID because usually you'd start seeing it towards... Yeah, we are in a weird season. Yeah, I'd say like probably, I want to say end of July, early August because the season usually starts to pick up around October, November, but um, it, it's tough. And, and you know, they've got Aaron Gordon on a one-year deal. Um, you've got... Um, Shoot, he escapes my name. The uh, oh, MPJ. So they're obviously going to take him to a max. Is he a max guy? That's TBD. Uh, you got to pay a guy that's 22 years old, 23, but uh, makes it tough. Now, do you got to pay Michael well, Porter before this to. season? No. Do you got to? You've got to lock oh, him down. It, it, I mean, he, hey, hey, conversation for another day, right, okay? All right, because that's one right, I do want to dive into a little bit here. I, I want to get there. And uh, Tyler, we're going to dive into some trivia here. Um, do you do you want to join us, Tyler, for trivia? Um, you know what? Uh, how about I I uh, help uh, judge it with you? I'll be a referee. Okay, All right. sounds I, good. I want some good old fashioned Connor versus Nick. How, how about I this? Need, I need a rematch. Hey, by the way, when I was gone, I did listen back. We totally tied last week. Connor's crazy. Mm. No, yeah. I like me winning. Yeah. We know that. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, we're, we're is... gonna have people destroying us on Twitter this week. Who I won think. last time? Didn't you, Nick? Didn't you win? Uh, you versus Connor? Beat me Feels right? like yeah. I win every week. It's yeah. kind of tough. Track. <laughs> it's kind of tough. Okay, we're going to... Uh, do we have the trivia music yes. uh, loaded up there? Oh, and our buzzers. Yep, and your buzzers ready to yep, go. Yep, we're ready. So again, this is Olympic-related trivia. I thought it would be something to get us a little bit, you know, kind of motivated to start watching the Olympics. I'm having a little bit of a hard time getting into it this go-round, and uh, I thought it'd be a little bit of fun for us. So uh, I tried to keep it in things that I think you guys might actually know. I didn't go into too many specifics about, like, different athletes from different regions. This is not sounding like uh no we're ready we're ready for the the olympics we're getting, oh. we're getting stoked <laughs> we're in we're now let me see I'll give, give it's a time check. for another episode of red rock trivia Ooh, I, like I like the authority that. i like that a lot yeah there we go yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah one more time one more time yeah <laughs> really get the crowd going <laughs> nice. yeah, everybody's watching that's nice all right first question wait hang on my buzzer's not working uh oh, we are muted. We had to mute Connor because we don't trust him with this buzzer. Should be good. Okay, this is Connor's buzzer. Ooh. And Nick's buzzer. All right. Tyler, you are the judge on who is the first to hit the buzzer. All right. Okay. First question: What is the estimated cost in U.S. dollars for the Tokyo 2021 Olympics? It's a Nick Sopris. Four hundred million U.S. dollars. No, sir. 2.3 billion. Wrong again. You were closer, but yeah, 7 billion. Are we doing closest to the hole? Dollars. No way. Can you oh, go screen. over? Well, you had so we had to get the exact <laughs> billion to the exact billion dollars. I'm, I'm like just Austin saying, Powers. you got to give me close. <laughs> 1 million dollars. Okay, if he was close, I would have given it to him, but he's not even close. Uh, not even in the ballpark. Yeah. Not even in okay. the ballpark. Zero, zero. Isn't that insane? No wonder they're not pushing this, canceling this thing. I can understand why they're not canceling this. 
I'm next looking question. forward to the Olympics. I next can't wait for I am too. Well, Tokyo's not happy about it happening, so, you know, things are getting weird. You know there's three-on-three three basketball this yes, year? Yes, I did. That's going to be so much cool. fun. Fun. Anyways, yeah. show moves on. <laughs> Obviously, we're just talking about the show, the the Olympics nearly canceled by COVID. This has happened three times in the modern Olympics. Oh shit! I just answered the question three times. <laughs> three. What is three times? <laughs> nice job, Jared. You so you're not who's, who's in the running with Aaron Rodgers to be the next Jeopardy host, are you? Can you give me the years or the reasons they were canceled? Here, let's do this. What was the reason those three Olympics were canceled? That's <laughs> Connor. Um, World War II was okay. one. Uh, and then there was... I, that's all and I I'm going to give I you the benefit one. of the doubt. That that's was it. two of them, actually. Okay. <laughs> and you're on the right track. World War One was the other reason. So, oh, really? Yes, it <laughs> was uh, 1916, 1940, mm-hmm. and 1944. All Why summer Olympics. Uh, yeah. It's weird how yeah. war does that. Uh, I think we're going to go ahead and give Connor a point okay. there. So Connor, right. Connor gets on the board. One zero. Okay. Recount. <laughs> <laughs> the first modern Olympics were held in 1896. Where were those Olympics held? Greece. That's going to be producer Nick with the Athens, win. Athens, Greece. Oh, yeah. That's a good, Everybody that's likes good. that one. Good Everybody call. likes that. Nice job. Connor won. Nick won. Tokyo is holding its Olymp- summer, uh, summer Olympics for the second time. There's only one city that's ever hosted three Summer Olympics. What city is that? I think that Sydney. Yeah, Connor. No, sir. No. I Nick? think they have a Winter Olympics. I think that's why you're getting mixed up. They've had Ooh. a winter. Ooh. Ooh. What is <laughs> Greece? <laughs> Actually, a good guess. That's not a bad They've guess. They've also hosted twice. Can I guess? Yes. Can I jump in? I'm going to say Los Angeles. No, sir. London. London, England. Oh, hello, bad London. <laughs> Which, so you know, crackers. a lot of history in London. A lot of history in London. Okay, two more questions here. Hello, chimney sweeper, don't you? How many times... Has the United States as a country? Oh, Connor, three. I would have said three also. <laughs> Wrong. Actually. Oh, well, now you get a free guess. Uh, read, yeah, read it to me. Okay, you, you get the How benefit, many times exactly. has the U.S. hosted a Summer Olympics? <laughs> Four. <laughs> Four times. Oh, everybody, right. likes that. everybody likes that. Oh. All right, Nick is up one. two to one here. Wait, is it two one? Nobody got the last question. Trying to steal points from Nick, I guess. Yeah, I guess (laughs) so. Uh, (laughs) Last question here, and uh, let me look it up real quick. So I have the give us the the answer too, if you can. Uh, (laughs) So I have I I have the question, and then I will look up the tiebreaker here. Love that for me. Name the athlete with the most Olympic medals all time. Oh, this is a good question. Uh, so that's going to be Nick, right? No, that was... Oh, that was I Connor? Don't, I don't know the I'm sounds. bad at my job. <laughs> I have one job, and I can't get that right. All right. Uh, Connor. I'm going to pick uh, Michael Phelps. Michael that's Phelps is the guess. winner. So we got overtime. So overtime. Ooh, overtime. How many gold medals does he have? Ooh. Ooh. Wow. That was really close. Do you, do you have a ruling on that? I hear no. We we can go to it the tape. defaults to who hits it the second time. Therefore, <laughs> I'm up. Should we go to the tape or should I, we, we get might, to Nick? I, I I thought it was Nick, but it was close. Should we go to the tape? No, everything's fine. I'll answer. What is seven? No, sir. Ooh. Eight. Eight. No, but you were closer. Eighteen gold medals. Ooh, yes. Eighteen wow. gold medals. We are uh, super. Dude Olympic doesn't experts. lose, man. Eighteen out of twenty-two medals, golds. 
So Whatever. Connor sweeps in, sneaks in, and sweeps the game. Wait, so Connor wins because he guessed eight and it was 18? Well, he was closer than seven. I mean, uh, yeah, I, at some point, tough. I have to cut I'm this just, game I'm off. I'm saying it's really anticlimactic. That's like... Jared, if, if Jared how many pennies and dollars have they spent on <laughs> this one random event in 1927? <laughs> you need to get exact. Seven yeah. billion is not exactly. that exact. I think that was an estimate. Uh, that was fun, though. Nice job, Connor. Right. Uh, Whatever. Connor, hey, your timing doing... I learned something. I hope you guys all learned something from the Olympics. And, and, go. and we're going to... I'm going <laughs> to force you guys. We're going to dive into this a little bit. Although, maybe like as we get closer to like championship round stuff, I can't get that into like watching the same guy race like 30 times throughout the course of, of the Olympics. But you watch them championship rounds, that's that's fun. The medal rounds, they're good. They're good. All give, right. me, give me the weird ones. Give me like pole vaulting. In Can we kill this tennis. music? Yes. Connor, your timing okay? Yeah. Yeah, okay. we're great. We're okay. golden. Before we get out of here, I want to just briefly, I've tried to bring this up a couple weeks in a row. We've ran out of time. I want to get your guys' take on name and image likeness. The The new law that passed for college athletes are now allowed to get paid through endorsements and are allowed to make money off of their name, image, and likeness. Um, so first question I have is, are there any reservations that this isn't a good idea? Is there anything you guys can say to me that tells me this isn't a good idea? I love it. Yeah, I mean, it's it's tough because, you know, you've got guys that obviously bring in more money, more revenue for the sport or for the actual, you know, university, things like that. I guess my only takeaway would be it does sort of skew other, maybe not as popular sports with that university. That would be my only... Um, negative with that so i'm i'm uh i'm for this i think it's long overdue i think uh i remember having a conversation about 10 years ago with tyler over here about this uh i, I mean i've been for this for a very long time i don't understand how they're not able to get paid for what they do um but i will say it, it you you asked me the question you asked was if i had anything to say towards the other and i think the best argument uh against it is you think about so there is a there is a player I was reading today, a quarterback for Alabama. I don't even know his name. Uh, and he's Bryce Young. Bryce Young. Bryce Young. Yeah. There you go. He may or may not be the starting quarterback for Alabama this year. It's not like official that he's the starter. Uh, has like $10 million in endorsements lining up, right? Uh, whereas there are some players on Alabama that have been there, helped, you know, build that team to where they are that are not getting anywhere close but to isn't that, that amount of money. Capitalism as it's fine. It is. It is. And so, yes. but he, so he was the number one player coming out that year. I mean, it, I it, think that goes with itself. The number one overall draft pick in the NFL Alabama. gets paid a lot more than the guy drafted last year. It is. It, it is. And that's that my, way. I mean, my counter is obviously to that. It's a business. And I yeah. think one of the, one of the biggest facades we've ever seen in, in sports is the NCAA double pulling the wool over the general public's eyes and saying, this is not a business it, when it absolutely well, is. I, I don't know. I didn't actually watch any of the, the court hearings or anything like that, but student reading first. some of the excerpts that came out of this court hearing where uh, these, these, these judges are really just like mocking the NCAA. Like, you're seriously going to sit here and try to argue with me that this is not a business. You made billions yeah, it's of, a multi -billion dollars dollar. of it last but year. No, so here's my, here's my question, though, with that, right? Uh, is it uh, – what's his name again? The Bryce Young. Bryce Young. Is it Bryce Young that has actually earned that value? Or, or, or if Bryce Young decided to go somewhere else, would he be getting anywhere near that kind of endorsement? Or is it Alabama? Is it the business of Alabama so football that I, I has actually got that like, money? I want like Mac Jones. As I think a good example where, yes, last year – Mac Jones would have made a killing in the endorsements he had and, and people buying his jerseys, all that stuff. Prior to that, and I know you're not a huge college football fan, uh, so I'll, I'll turn to the other guys in the room here. Um, 
Does anyone know who Mac Jones was? Was anyone out there looking to get Mac Jones to you know no do endorsements? No, no, nobody was paying attention to him. So I think a guy like Mac Jones, who was a four-star quarterback, by the way, he goes to let's use CU as an example. I'm a big CU fan. Tyler and I do a podcast, which by the way, coming up here in a couple of weeks, we'll be getting started that hey. on that one again. Uh, oh, it, it's another one of the shows on the Woos Media uh, podcast network. Uh, there's actually a few different shows getting ready to come up here and we'll talk about that um, as we get finished up here but to get back to my point that I was making you get Mac Jones playing at CU he probably starts as a freshman he's playing for a power five school and maybe he does things with this school that gets them in a national spotlight and now he's getting paid good money for four years three years however long he stays in school versus your one year one hit wonder I wonder if you're going to see some of that maybe see use a little bit of a stretch because I don't think they're really anywhere near where an Alabama is but maybe instead of going to Alabama he goes to uh, you know a, a slightly smaller school in that region there so I mean I mean, there are some positives, though. I think the hurricane, the Miami Hurricanes are planning to offer, I think it's something like $500 to each scholarship player. So it definitely has benefits where these guys can take advantage of situations where, you know, some of these guys come from really low-income come situations. Well, that's why and, it's and great. And so, yeah, and then, and exactly and to they my should point. Have, they've been earning this for a long time. These guys have been getting rich. Think of, but, think of the amount of jerseys that, that these guys sell. I mean, Tim Tebow sold, like, t- millions of jerseys. TRT. The other positive <laughs> impact I see coming from this is these guys that leave for the NFL when they're not ready. Because they need money. They need to be making money. They need to be getting paid their family situation, whatever's going on. Or they feel they can make money, so they go for it anyways. So many guys end up going undrafted year after year in that situation. Maybe those guys stick around because, you know what? I can make a few bucks while I'm here in college as well. Yeah, I mean, I think that's going to be the case. There's going to be a lot of different takeaways. The main one's obviously going to be recruiting. Like the uh, Texas is now going to be one of the teams that's absolutely going to start getting a lot more players than they would have before. You know, Alabama, I think the recruiting is going to have a huge so I impact. I think that was actually, that's kind of where I was leading to exactly, next with yeah. that is, is because you can make the argument that Alabama is actually more responsible so far for this man getting a $10 million in, in endorsement money so far. I mean, granted, he's a great player. He's worked really hard, obviously. He's, he's really talented. But because people are going to see that type of money and they're not going to see it necessarily... I mean, here's a great example. I bet you Ed McCaffrey's five-star re- recruit son that decided to go to UNC Greeley, I would be freaking shocked if he is getting anywhere near that type of money, right? Yep. Um, and so what I think you're going to see is is actually in recruiting. It's going to hurt a lot of these schools that aren't so well, mega he, yeah. in, in their stature because these players aren't going to have the opportunity to make the money there. But hey, I mean, that's kind of I mean, on the flip side, though, the territory. On right? the flip side, Zach Wilson, BYU quarterback. I mean, think of how much money you have those one-hit wonders. All of a sudden, he does well. All of a sudden, you start having endorsements, things like that. Now people want to play at BYU. So it definitely has benefits in ways that we may not anticipate with these, you know, uh, you know, Appalachian State, uh, places like sure. that, that all of a sudden are starting to bring in no, revenue. And, and that's true. That once you start winning, that does reflect positively and then a couple winning seasons now it's cool to go there and you start getting to these kids that are 12 years old well you know if you have three four winning seasons in a row now by the time they're 15 16 starting to get recruited that's what matters think so, of like when oregon started doing those sweet jerseys because they were kind of the wave of all that yeah, stuff yeah, and you had marcus and now, Mariota, now they're recruiting I mean, so. in ways that that they never have before but but so, connor's exactly right that the, it's alabama that's driving this, but that shouldn't be a surprise. I don't think like that should that should be but, obvious. But aren't they already? 
Exactly. They're the number I mean, one draft class just about every year. So, so does it do does or draft class? Excuse me, the recruiting class just about every but year. But on top of everything, these businesses are also getting excited, yeah. and so it's the first year you can do this. So I think everyone's like, "Oh, this is great! Let's go crazy!" This may temper down over the next. couple So of the years. last question I want to ask before we get out of here, real quick, is you know one of the arguments that the NCAA made in court is that it would change the 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 context of the game, change the the way the game is similar to the way MLB always talks about changing the game. Do you think the casual fan, Connor, you would consider yourself a casual fan of college football. Will you notice a difference on the field? The product on the field, will it be any different? Uh, Yeah, I bet you I will because I bet you I I will notice things like commercials and and advertisements and things like that, which actually have some some college football players and stuff. So I'm actually pretty certain that I'm going to know more college football player names uh, moving forward than I have. You know, I mean, I'll know my like 10 players from CU or whatever, because I do watch CU football, Uh, you know, just casually. I watch CU football. I want them to do well. But uh, yeah, no, I bet you that this is going to absolutely increase my just knowledge of different players names before the draft, obviously. Which is good for the sport. You know, brand awareness is key. Sure. So that's kind and, of the ultimate goal here. And again, it, it's going to help not just in football, basketball, and, and even, you know, women's sports, volleyball, softball. You're going to see some of those things. I know we don't get that much in, in Colorado, but in other areas, like, that's a very, very big deal for them. And, and, and I'm sorry. I didn't mean to say that for them. I mean, for those areas, softball, volleyball, those sorts of things are huge deals. Not every state is like Colorado. In fact, Colorado is very unique in that it really doesn't have a big college following. Maybe this helps in a place like Colorado. Hopefully it does. And I think what will happen is, you know, like car dealer owners will start getting into it. Maybe they'll chip a little bit off for this team or that team or they'll sponsor a team or do something like that. So I think businesses will start to get involved more. I think it'll bring communities actually kind of together more and there'll be more you know people with interest and more companies paying players so i think it's 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 all a good thing you know i'm a big fan of 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 that so yeah i think it's cool too it's something you don't really you we always automatically go of course and rightfully so to like the 10 million dollars and the five million dollars but what it also opens the door for which is kind of cool is you know i mean joe's tacos out in Greeley can now go and just pay like joe's tacos they, they say, can just, you know they taco. can just go pay uh you know their wide receiver or whatever like 50 bucks, 100 bucks, 500 bucks or whatever to just, you know, mention them once all, to all a Greeley reporter. All the secret money that's been moving back yeah, and I mean, forth in the past and can now <laughs> right, officially Right, it's now out in the open. So, so I think more, it, just as much uh, as we notice, obviously, these big mega contracts and stuff, it's kind of cool how like smaller businesses and, and, you know, people who are trying to get their stuff off the ground have more of an opportunity to maybe get some different avenues into getting their name out than they did before too, so... All right, guys, that's going to wrap it up for us today. I mentioned earlier that this is a Woos Media podcast. If you guys want to find other Woos Media podcasts, you can find them online, woosmedia.com. That's W-O-O-Z-E media.com. And as always, you can find us at Red Rock Sports One on Twitter. For Connor, Nick, Tyler, I'm Jared. Thanks for tuning in. Hey. Bye-bye.